0: After learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 218 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Julie Levy. Julie lives in Austin, Texas, and she works for a nonprofit ministry, but she's coming to us today from Orlando, Florida. So welcome, Julie. Thank you. Glad to be here. How's the weather in Florida? I just love Florida. Oh
1: my gosh. It is, usually it's whenever we come here, it is humid and hot. We're used to that in Texas, but I tell you what, it is it is very nice. It's not humid. It's spring. I was just at downtown Disney. We went to dinner the other night. Well, tried to go to dinner. And um, it was just, there was a tree just full of blooms and it was snowing the blooms. I'm like, oh, just sit on this bench and just be covered Magical, in right? Yes. I couldn't believe it. It was awesome.
0: So Yeah. We funny. had a crepe myrtle in our backyard of our other house and it had the most beautiful blooms and it would like snow them down. It was like one yes. of June. And we're recording this in, in March, but it would come down all over the deck and it was beautiful. And then it rotted the deck. So oh, that's not good. here's a fun tip from Jen. Do not ever <laughs> plant a crepe myrtle over a wooden deck ever, ever, uh, ever. But it was beautiful. That's funny. <laughs> so, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that?
1: Well, I'll give a little backstory if that's okay. All right. We love that. I don't want to have this big, huge crescendo lead up, but there is kind of that, really. And I have not heard anybody tell you this, how they found you. So I don't know if I'm the only one. Well, I love
0: that already. So yeah, yeah.
1: I've just always been on a quest for health. And I think right after I got married, I had gained about 15 pounds and I was shocked. I saw a picture. I got, same year you, 91, January, 91. 91. Oh, yay. (laughs) And um, I was like, what in the world? I called my doctor. I had an appointment back in September. I'm like, what did I weigh? And she told me I weighed 121. I never even thought about how much I weighed. It never was, it never occurred to me. I mean, it not occurred to me. It just wasn't a thing. And when I, my clothes started getting tight and I started seeing these pictures, I did not know what the heck was going on. And how tall are you? I'm five foot four. Okay. And all that weight I gained is what I weigh right now, which I'm very happy with this weight.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, as we get older, our bodies do change, right? Yes, they do. (laughs) They do. Yeah.
1: So I have always just been on this quest for health. And the one thing, like you've said, you know, that you you were thankful for being obese and that drove you to what you know now. Mine was my cholesterol. I would go to the doctor and They really wanted to put me on a statin. This was, oh gosh, probably about 10 years ago. I don't know. And I said, no, 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 no. I just knew that wasn't going to be good for me. And I think at the time, actually that may have been around 2014, I found out I had the MTHFR gene. I have a double copy of that. So when I found that out, I just knew that that depletes your CoQ10, all these things, and so I'm like, no, I do not want a statin. And and she basically said, well, all you're gonna, you're just going to have to eat healthy then. And you know, and I'm like, well, okay, you know, I tried and tried. Every single time I go to the doctor, it's all. You know, my cholesterol is high, and I just we just could not figure it out.
0: Now that gene does it make it so that your body doesn't? I'm trying to remember. It,
1: you're you're not as good at detoxing things, right. for one Thing, right? You're not good at detoxing, and it's a folate. Your body does not break down folate. And when I first had it tested, the nutritionist said oh, your, your brain only breaks it down about 30%. And now she said, well, I had another test recently. She said, it's only like 10%. So she upped my methyl, methylfolate. It's a very easy fix. It's very, it's like, this is what it is. This is what you do. And so that, that was really good. Still didn't really fix my cholesterol at the moment. So from there, she put me on a eating plan. I've just been on all these eating plans. It's called standard process. That one I did really well. Standard process? Standard process, yeah. It's only through nutritionists and doctors. Maybe a lot of chiropractors use it. I've never heard of it. It's a lot of shakes, a lot of shakes, a lot of vegetables. But my body responded really well to it. But when I got done, I didn't know how to cook food. I didn't know how to eat. I didn't know what to do. So when I start cooking again, here it all comes again. And around 2010, I found, I guess I'm getting my, I'm going to get all my dates mixed up. I'll just tell you that. That's right all right. So yeah. <laughs> But 2010, I found there's another eating plan. It's called Fast Metabolism Diet. Have you heard of that one? I have heard of that one.
0: Haley something?
1: Yes, Haley Pomeroy. It's it's carb cycling, basically. And I I responded really well to that. I did great. But again, all these rules. And I was on my my feet would hurt so much. I'd be in the kitchen cooking, 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 constantly eating. And I had it in my mind, you know, the five meals a day, that kind of thing. That was just wearing me out. And was was that plan a... A five meals a day plan. Yes. They want you to eat the snacks and want you to do all the things and you can't have your carbs with your this and that. And so, and on these certain days, you can't have peanut butter and the, you know, it's just like, whatever. So it's complicated, it complicated. And I tried so hard and I gave that a long try and I, I lost like 10 pounds right away. Great. But then again, it all comes back. And then the last one before I found you, trim healthy mama, I know you've had a few of them on a few of us on here. Awesome. And both Fast Metabolism and Trim Healthy Mama have the most amazing recipes, really good food, really good heart behind everything. I'm not dogging any of that at all. I gave Trim Healthy Mama two years, and I think I maybe lost two pounds. And I was trying to tell my husband to do it. And he said, he goes, well, If you maybe were losing weight, I might do it, but I'm not really seeing it. He was so kind. He doesn't remember telling me that, but I remember. It was smart.
0: Sometimes they say those things and it like hits like bam, and you're like, oh, but it was true.
1: It was true. And I just finally, you know, me and my friends were all going through this together. I'm 57. My friends are a little bit younger than me and we're all just going, why can't we just eat healthy? Why can't we just eat healthy? This whole time I have been seeing a nutritionist who gets me, I mean, she's amazing, never once told me to eat five meals a day. I will say that she never once said to do that, but I I did a cardiometabolic test through her and it's through a company called SpectraCell, which is, it's a lot like the Zoe study, but it's just blood work. It told me everything that I need to know. Ooh, what did you learn? I learned I'm just like you. It's called SpectraCell. SpectraCell is the name of the company. And um, it's called Cardiometabolic Test. And through that, I'll never forget, because she looked at the test and she looked at me and she's looking at the test. She said, you have high leptin. And I'm like, what's leptin? You know, because this is 2019. And I'm like, what? And I, I had to keep trying to remember what the name of that was. And she said, it's your... Satiety hormone. Yeah, your satiety, like you're 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 broken basically. You, you, I never you knew when I was cool. Basically, you
0: probably had leptin resistant. Yes. Okay. Just like like leptin is a good thing. Like I'll, let me explain it real quick. See if this fits in with what you know. Leptin is a good thing when our bodies are working well. Just like insulin is a good thing when our bodies are working well. But if we're caught up in the state of hyperinsulinemia, too much insulin all the time, we become insulin resistant. Leptin, same thing. Leptin is supposed to be released by your body and then you hear it and then you're like, I'm full and then you stop eating. But if you have too much leptin, you develop leptin resistance and you lose the ability to hear it. I'm pretty sure I was leptin resistant back in the day when I was trying to do intuitive eating and trying to hear my signals and and I couldn't. I was, you know, broken when it comes to that. But you can, I think fasting is really the key to fixing our leptin resistance. I don't know if I've ever like read that anywhere or heard it or they've proved it. But I would bet well, I can prove it that that's you can prove it. Okay, <laughs> woohoo!
1: Okay, now I'm really excited because you've got the data, so you're going to prove it. Well, I do. Yeah, leptin is a little different, but my A1C and all that definitely. Yeah. So when she told me that, and basically, it's just like I mean, I, I don't metabolize fats, I don't metabolize fructose very well. Mike, she said your body hoards fat, and I you know so again that's why I did try keto here and there didn't work. She basically like the 1990s low fat diet, you know, in a sense where she said, you've got to go this route. And she's like vegetables, vegetables, vegetables and low fat and this and that. And I, and I just kind of left feeling like, okay, how do I do this? So I was done with Trim Healthy Mama. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this still so hard. She wanted me to eat a lot of fish. My DHEA was pretty bad too. So that was about it. And I, I was getting really frustrated because I could not drop the weight. And I was with a friend who was on some medication for her diabetes. And I saw her losing weight. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to look up a pill for leptin. I'm done. I'm done trying all these things. So I type in pill for leptin. (laughs) And And the first thing, thank God, the first thing that came up was there is no pill for leptin. You have to just stop eating so much. And
0: I was like, and you know, I remember when they first discovered the the whole idea of leptin and they were like, here's the key. We found the key to obesity. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, yeah, that doesn't, there's no pill.
1: (laughs) There's no pill. And they're like, you just have to eat less. I'm like, oh, what do I do? Well, I you know, cause I have to have my five meals a day, you know, so I'm thinking all these things. So I got a book, it was called Mastering Leptin. It was just a book this couple wrote. And, um, as I read it, they're telling me not to eat my snacks. And I'm telling you, I'm card carrying not to eat snacks. And so this is where you come in. I texted my nutritionist. I'm like, is it okay if I don't eat snacks? And again, she never told me to do that. She said, yeah. <laughs> she said, I think I told in- you to eat the yeah. snacks, Julie <laughs> I told you about those books. So she said. She said, I think intermittent fasting would be good for you. Okay, so prior to the word, intermittent fasting was like a bad word to me. My friends were trying it. You're starving yourself. You have to eat your five meals a day. I mean, I had that typical, typical reaction. But when she told me, of course, it carried weight. So I'm like, okay, how do I not eat my snacks? And I'm telling you, my, my blood sugar, I mean, I felt so dizzy and I wasn't eating my snacks and it was so hard. And I really didn't know what to do. And I didn't know if I should have coffee and cream. I didn't, you know, I didn't, just didn't know all those things. Right then, this was in January of 2020. A girl, her name is McCall McPherson. She's a thyroid specialist in Austin, and she said, "I'm going to be on an intermittent fasting forum." It was with Chantel Ray. And um, do you do you remember being on that? So,
0: <laughs> I remember Chantel. Yeah, being yeah, on so that it with was Chantel. This whole,
1: it was this whole intermittent fasting thing, and I would have said no way to that, but because my nutritionist said. I'm like, what is this? So you had to listen that day or, you, you know, if you didn't, then at the end you had to pay a fee. So I'm at work and at the time I was a graphic designer. So I had my headphones in and just doing my graphic design and listening. And I got to hear all the experts. And the first doctor, I'm, it reminded me, have you seen the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure? I have not. Okay. Well, all he wanted to know, his bike was lost and and he went to the Alamo and someone told him his bike was in the basement. He went through that whole tour just wanting to know you know, where's the basement? And there is no basement. But um, I felt like I'm I'm listening to all these people going, can I have creamer in my coffee? That's all I wanted to know. And I thought they're not going to talk about this at all. (laughs) And it was the very first thing because I was doing MCT oil um, and I was doing all healthy. Everything was very, very healthy. So the first doctor said, no, you know, that you should do black and this and that. And and I was so surprised they, they talked about it. And every single person, coffee was an issue. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. You know, they're, they're answering these things. But I heard everyone. But when you came on, I heard, you know, Jen Stevens. Man, I was writing down intermittent fasting stories, your book, your website. And you were the only one, really, that I was like, I like her approach. It's simple. It's easy to understand. You have the heart of a teacher. I always look for that. Thank you. <laughs> so right then, I had to have a root canal, and I got your book, and i I had a root canal marathon. it was it was six hours. Mm. It was like I had to go once a week. I would put intermittent fasting stories in and listen to it for two hours while I was getting a root canal. Well, I'm
0: glad that probably distracted you <laughs> from distracted the root canal. That sounds
1: awful. I hate dental work I don't know if I've ever
0: talked about that, but I have, like, like my palms just started sweating, hearing you talk about it,
1: yeah. And I really think now I've learned that I've had probably a vitamin D deficiency most of my childhood life. And that probably would have helped on my dental work, but oh, well. So anyway, that's when I really started learning and I started practicing. Of course, the lockdown was happening at the same time. And I, I was also, I mean, my coffee, I was the last person at the coffee bar, you know, like I was putting my cream and my, not my Stevia. What was it? Um, oh, the other, the white, uh, Monk fruit? No, xylitol. I was big on xylitol. Oh, xylitol. Xylitol. Yeah, the sugar alcohols were not good for me. Yeah, I was able to do it, you know. So I have, I mean, I was that person, and to go to black coffee was, you know, quite like most people a, a feat. And so I would just sit outside on my porch with my cat and do my work and and drink my coffee and and just learn and listen from you. And at the time, you were doing two podcasts a week. Which was, right. I
0: did that briefly during... And and when this comes out, I might be doing that again. I'm not sure. So if you're listening, you're like, oh, Jen's doing two... I don't know. I might, I might not. I'm thinking about doing two a week again because I have so many people who want to tell their stories. Yes. Yes. I'm a fan of that. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that feedback. And so p- listeners, when you're listening, you'll know if I switch to it or not because I'll either be doing two a week or I won't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm glad that you enjoyed when I did two a week, but it was during the pandemic and I'm like, we got to have something to, to do.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this month, I mean, Mark's my two-year two anniversary. So I'm kind of glad I got to be here on my two-year anniversary from that. So I love it. Yeah. My, my results immediately were I dropped, when I went to my doctor again for my yearly checkup, which wasn't quite a year, I had dropped about 16 pounds from her last thing. And I'm telling you, I could not lose weight. And I know I had lost about 20 because, you know, when you go to the doctor, you do everything you can to not weigh as much. And so I knew my inflammation dropped immediately and there are all kinds of great things that happened during that time but I was so thankful to come out of the lockdown and pandemic and all that having not blown up because I would have I know I would have yeah and um oh yeah because thing. we had like permission it's
0: like when you have when you're pregnant you have permission to eat you feel like and then when during the pandemic it's like you had permission I mean even I was having longer windows and baking and bought a new mixer I mean <laughs> It's a really nice mixer. (laughs) By the way, a good mixer really will change your life. I have an Anchor's Room. Have you ever heard of it? No. I I learned about it from the Breadbecker's website, and it's like a different kind of mixer. It works differently. I had all the KitchenAids before, and this one has room on the top, and like you can put stuff in anyway. It like mixes from the bottom. It's completely different. I may have to look into that. It doesn't have an arm that gets in your way. Yeah it's really expensive too. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Only during the pandemic. I was like I got to have this like $800 mixer or whatever's <laughs> happening. I don't care. <laughs> Chad's like whatever. Yeah, keep her happy.
1: That's good. Bake your bread.
0: That's exactly. So I'll make you some muffins if you let me buy this mixer. Anyway, yeah, so, so, so but you came out on the other side and you said your inflammation dropped.
1: Yes. So I'll go ahead and give you some of my numbers here. So my big ones, okay, I will tell you this is, with my cholesterol, I, I got in touch with my family. And that's just it is truly my whole family is very slim all my cousins, everybody's Italian. Everybody's, which is kind of interesting that they're everybody's really slim. I don't know. But everybody has high cholesterol in my family. So I do know that that is a lot of hereditary stuff going on there. So
0: let me ask you this. Do they have a lot of heart issues as well that go correspond to that? No. See, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Nobody think that I am. But I, I think that's telling. If everyone in your family had high cholesterol and they all had terrible heart conditions, that would be one thing. But you know, we, we have different levels of things. It just seems like your family just has high cholesterol.
1: Yeah, we do. And, and one thing that really does in our family is the Alzheimer's. And so I know through the MTHFR, that's why I was very adamant about treating that. And um, that's where my mind has been and all my other blood work comes out good. I really, I really do think though now that I'm where I am now that I can start working on my gut. I think my gut definitely, you know, and and reading your book cleanish and all these things, it's like, okay, this is where I'm going to be focusing. And I, with the healthy mindset instead of a diet mindset. So I love that. And I
0: just wanted to pop in one more time about my my cholesterol. There's just a lot of debate about cholesterol, right? And so I'm not giving any medical advice here, but it's not as cut and dried as, here's your number, now take this, get it down. There There's some, you know, there's some controversy as people start to look into it more deeply that's all I'm going to say about right. it.
1: Right. <laughs> well, so I have a wonderful doctor and what she did was she tested my particles that carry the cholesterol to your heart. And I do have the B pattern, which is the tiny little ones that can calcify in your heart. So she said, let's just go do a heart calcification test. It was clear. And then my nutritionist had, had me just do a, it's called a, it's an omega quant test, which was an omega index. And that one came out great. I was like at a seven, which 12 is optimal. Most Americans are at 4.5. So yeah, it's just, it's a lot more, you know, if, if someone has, if, you, if you're just
0: looking at the raw numbers, you can dig in more things like ratios and particle size can be so valuable. And so, you know, if you need to worry about it more so or not versus just, here's your number. Now take this. Right. It's good that you have, it sounds like you have a medical team that understands the subtleties. Yes.
1: And I, I will say my doctor, she wasn't real thrilled about the intermittent fasting. She's younger than me. And she really you know, values working out is to keep everything down. And you know, I just work out and I make sure, you know, she does all this stuff, but she looks great. She was very concerned about my blood sugar. She's like, oh, you okay. just don't want to get your blood sugar down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to Jen.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to listen well- to Jen. <laughs> That's so interesting. I I think it just comes from the idea that people think your blood sugar just is going to go down and continue to go down and crash down. And then you're, that's not what happens. You know, I've worn a CGM. You've probably heard me talk about it. And my blood sugar through the morning when I'm drinking my coffee and waking up stays in a certain range. Then I stop drinking coffee. I'm still got my cup right now. I'll show it to you. Mm-hmm. got my black coffee here. But <laughs> then, you know, once we get past noon and I'm getting deeper into the fasted state, my blood sugar goes down to around 70 and it stays there.
1: Yeah. It doesn't go um, down,
0: down, down like an escalator or something. It right. just stays steady. So anybody who's concerned that your blood sugar is going to just crash and you're going to, no.
1: <laughs> right. And I mean, I did, I did feel really dizzy in the beginning that I learned about salt and the take some salt a little, you know, because your body's so used to all the sodium and everything you're putting in it. So that, it it took a little while. And I I was really thankful that I was at home during a lot of that because, you know, I was able to, not I don't know, be in an office. That was kind of (laughs) nice.
0: That is true because you didn't have to explain it to anybody.
1: Right. I didn't have to say anything. And I watched, this is pretty funny. I watched the whole Mary Tyler Moore series. As a kid, I watched Mary Tyler Moore, but I never watched the whole thing, which is really fun. And I just remember when I'd start getting hungry, I'd turn that on and just keep working. And, you know, I think I started out at 16 and then I went to 18 and then I went to 19. And that's pretty much what I did that whole summer was just 19.
0: Now I want to talk about Mary Tyler Moore for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you watch it? I I'm like need something to watch when it's just me and I'm I need something on in the background. I I, that I was like I have not ever watched Mary Tyler Moore other than when it was just on in the background as a child. Was it fantastic to watch it as an adult?
1: Yes, I mean I'm going through Bob Newhart now. I don't like it as much. Oh my god, Bob Newhart!
0: I loved him too. Yeah,
1: they're fun. Mary Tyler Moore was. Great, the things they talk about and it's it's pretty interesting I loved it I loved all the characters Um, where did you stream it oh through Hulu okay I've got Hulu Hulu. yeah it's on there so did you have to have ads I don't like it well you know I did that summer because I didn't want to pay the extra for no ads and so I
0: well see I I pay for Hulu with no ads but some shows still have the ads when you're streaming them oh no this won't it just depends. Okay. I'm so Enjoy. excited.
1: It's so fun.
0: Will's at home and he is looking for stuff to watch. He's just watched Friends. And I wonder if he would love Mary Tyler more. He, he might not. He's so young, but now I'm excited. Yeah, all
1: the guys she dated were kind of weird. But anyway, yeah.
0: And people who are our age are like going to be excited and
1: inspired to watch Mary Tyler more. <laughs> <laughs> so you're around 19, is where you settled yes. in? Yeah. And I do have my numbers for my insulin. To me, that's the biggest okay. number that dropped. I just have from 2019, I had her check it and it was at 6.9 and then it went to 5.1 and 2021 it was at 4.4. Awesome. So I really believe I was on my way to diabetes. And I don't know, diabetes, pre-diabetes. Insulin resistant. Yeah. Nothing would stop it no matter what I tried. So that was just a huge deal. And
0: if you look at six point nine, that's that number, you know, people be like, Oh, that's still in the, the the great optimal range, but it's really not optimal. You know, we have to realize that these ranges that that are based on like what most everybody is. So in comparison right to right. most of the population, 6.9 is excellent. But remember how hard you'd been working yes. on, on oh, your, I, yeah. your diet. And you had been like white knuckling that diet through all those different plans that you were doing and diets that you were trying. And, and you were at a 6.9. If you had like me, when I just gave up for those years, I was like, forget it. I'm just, you know, whatever. I'm certain. I, I, I wish I had a fasted insulin test from back then, but I didn't know to ask for it at that point. But to go from 6.9 to 4.1 is huge.
1: It was good. So that, that makes me feel a lot better. And then, yeah, just everything. I think, you know, just fitting in my clothes and I do have some honesty pants that I wish they fit a little better, but they're great. <laughs> They are good. I think I, when I did my standard process and I really, you know, lost a lot of weight, then they fit me really good. And so they're right now, I think since December, I will say that in this last year, and just being honest, this last year, I have not lost any weight at all. But when I look at pictures, I'm like, wow, okay, not, not wow, I look good. Wow, I look like I think I look like. You know, because so many times I would just look at pictures and go, "What? That's not me. That must have been a bad day." You know, those kinds of things. So, oh yeah, a hundred percent. At your that is a great way of putting
0: it. When you look at yourself in pictures, you're like, "Yep, that's how I thought I should look." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because i always tell the nutritionist, "I'm like, God, you know, I some people I, I know that have struggled with anorexia nervosa, but like, they see themselves as larger than they are. I always saw myself in the mirror smaller. You know." <laughs> I did I too. Did so I had the opposite.
0: I did. I didn't realize it was I don't know. That might sound crazy to some people who don't see it like that, but I didn't realize how my body, I mean, I knew I was overweight, I knew, but it was the pictures and I'd be like, what? do I really look like that? Yeah. The pictures really, really did it. The mirror just doesn't tell you the truth, both directions. Right. So so someone who's the opposite of us might be looking in the mirror and thinking they look terrible in the mirror when really they don't. Right. Yeah. The mirror is
1: not your best gauge. That's why I talk so much about progress photos. So have you been Mm -hmm. taking progress photos? I have. And, I probably should do it more. I need to go back and do that again. And then one thing I have started doing too was speaking of progress photos is um, I did with, with my cholesterol and all, I just keep getting the message about, especially at my age, I've got to do resistance training, lockdown and all, you know, I'm like, okay, so I just did the beach body workouts. I don't do their eating plan or anything. And there's one. I will, I, can I highly recommend something here? Absolutely. I love for you to recommend things. We are not it's sponsored okay. by whoever she's recommending. Yeah, we're not. It's, it's was done like in 20, I don't know, 16 or so, but it's a lady named Chalene. It's oh, yeah. Chalene. yeah, Johnson. Yeah, and- Chalene Johnson. But yeah, but Chalene Clean, whatever that, or whatever, Lean, that really has been great because. Her workout. Yeah. Her workouts are wonderful. And my, whatever, the good cholesterol went up which was nice. I've been doing bone density. My bone density, I'm anyway, that went down a oh, little no, bit. Tell us
0: your bone density did go down a little.
1: Well, it went down a little bit, but I'm learning that I just really, this last June was a year. It'll be a year this June that I've really been doing at least two to just two to three times a week. I go walk. I do all the other things, but it's just that resistance training is so important. I do not want to have fracture, broken hips, That doesn't run in my family so much, but I don't want to, I want to be that person who can travel and go and move. And so that's just my goal.
0: I had a great grandmother with osteoporosis. And so I, but, but staying active and that really helps with your bone density as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: It will. And you can only do it every, every two to three years because your bones regenerate. So I'm looking forward to two years from now. I'll know, you know, what, what's been working. So
0: (laughs) So what about any other
1: of your test results? I know you mentioned your your insulin level. Yes. You know, I was looking at my A1C. My A1C actually stayed the same. I was thinking when I I was kind of surprised when I was looking through everything last night. Glucose has gone down. It was in 2020. It was 91. And now at 2021, it was 85. And those are some of the main things. My My DHEA is one, which that's a little outside of intermittent fasting, though, because I've really been working hard. At supplementing with that. And vitamin D is another key one. I've been working with my nutritionist for a few years. I found out through my test that my body does not absorb biotin or uh, vitamin D very well. So I've had to up that a whole lot. I do 10,000 a day for vitamin D.
0: That's important. And, and the key is that you did the test yes. and you know that yeah. your body isn't absorbing it. So you know that you need more.
1: Right. And You no didn't guessing. just start like
0: dosing yourself yet.
1: <laughs> right. I tell you, those blood tests are a little expensive, but when you do them, and it's probably like Zoe, I would love to do Zoe someday, but I keep thinking my blood work has kind of already shown me things. And I just, I got to do what I need to know what I need, need to do. I would you love do. to have Inside one of Tracker
0: civil is a company that also can do some of that. They're, they're sponsoring this podcast currently. I don't know if they still will be in the fall, but Inside Tracker is a way that you can get those tests without having to go through you know, you might you're not you're not going to have to find a doctor who'll because sometimes doctors won't do something that they that you want. So They're like caring. sorry, not doing it, but inside tracker is a company that will test all those things for you and you can then over time see how your body is changing, which is so important because we really need to know we're, we're not just want to be like flying blind. We want to be like you're doing, you're testing, you're, you're working on getting your DHEA up, you're working on getting your vitamin D up. And then you're looking at the numbers and saying, okay, how's that made a difference? I want to circle back to A1C for a second. You said your A1C stayed the same, but your blood glucose was different. You're like fasted blood glucose. One thing that wearing a CGM really taught me was that If you'd have taken your blood glucose 10 minutes later, 10 minutes earlier, it could have been really, really different. So the difference between the two years is not that big of a deal because it's that snapshot in time. The A1C is a better indication. The fact that that hasn't changed, but was it high or was it already normal?
1: Okay. I don't know if it was high. You can tell me. Well, I don't know. (laughs) It was, I mean, I started out at 6.0, Oh, I'm sorry, hold on, 4.0 which one a1c was at 4.8 sorry and it stayed the same it's been 4.8 see i think that's a good one all right
0: i'm gonna ask uncle google right now so everybody you're you're live for me googling healthy i'm not a doctor but i in my brain i think that's a good healthy a1c all right let's see okay a normal a1c is below 5.7 so you were a 4.9 mm-hmm I think so go so back See, and that's my... what I thought. Yes. You were healthy before and you're still healthy now. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that A1C not changing because you don't need it to change. Well, 5.7 yeah. to 6.4 is pre-diabetes and 6.5 or higher is diabetes. That's actually a lot more important than just that glucose number from one day. Because, you know, watching myself with the CGM, you know, if I drink coffee, it goes up from the coffee. Or if you like go do aerobics, it, your glucose can go up. So it can range within, I mean, within a swing of either direction. But that A1C is what's going to give you the most powerful information. So ignore that one moment in time glucose level and look at the A1C. And so you're in a, in a good, healthy range. Thank you, Uncle Google okay, for yes. having
2: something.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought so, but
0: I, I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to swear to those. Numbers.
1: <laughs> I, w- I would love to have a CGM I, one day. I'll get yeah, to do that,
0: it's but, cool. Yes, You know, there are companies that let you do those as well. It doesn't just have to be Zoe. There are companies you can just get one. And I really think that they're going to become more and more mainstream as people see the power. You know, it's not a toy. It's not for fun. It's for for information. And it even those of us with a healthy A1C and a healthy insulin level and a healthy weight, we can still learn things that will keep us healthier in the long run by having a CGM. So really, honestly, I would like to see them not require a prescription. Yes. I don't understand why they do. What's the point of that?
1: Right. I don't, I don't know either. In fact, my dog had one, and I didn't get to have it. Your dog had one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could you use the dog one? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can use the reader because I got the reader to it, but I don't have the little button thing to put on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, and, and now they're so cool because the reader is just right with your phone instead of having to have a separate little reader. It is because when I did it the last time, I can't read Levels, I think was the company that I use. You just scan your phone on it. Yeah, And it shows you so much information. It really is the future, figuring out what your glucose response is. So you said that you want to work on your gut. Tell
1: me why. Well, I think, too, just knowing what I have been doing, I've been very good. I say good, very consistent would be the right word with intermittent fasting and just not having really dropped anything in the last while. And I do eat fairly healthy, except for the other night. We were supposed to go to dinner. This is pretty funny. We thought we were going to a movie dinner theater at, at Disney, whatever, Springs. And we get there, and they're like, oh, no, you got a ticket for the other side. They don't serve dinner. So our dinner was popcorn. I had a bucket oh, no. of popcorn and a glass of wine. That was my dinner. Dude, oh. <laughs> so, did that make you feel sick? I feel like popcorn and
0: just wine, I would feel so queasy. Yes.
1: last night I took my I'd salsa like, off. Yeah, and I'm like, why is my skin so puffy? I was like, because you're full of junk in your body. So- I used to love movie theater popcorn, though. I bet I wouldn't anymore. There was nothing. I just it was a it. hot dog or that. And we were looking forward to having like a burger, you know, or something. I'm sitting back in a comfortable chair anyway. I do so, love a good hot dog. Yeah, so I yeah. would have had a hot dog. I don't know. I should have. <laughs> I don't know because I, I get frustrated. I'm like, oh, if it's all bad, I'll just have this. But that really is my goal is I've really got to learn. I mean, I, I've got to lean into what my blood work says. And, you know, one thing I've been learning about and something I need to learn more about is Manuka honey. It's got a lot of good antibacterial properties in it. And um, would that help? I don't know. You know, I
0: don't know. I don't, I've got some in my cabinet. <laughs> I think I had something going on and I was using it for that. I can't even remember what I yeah, bought it for. It's really good. There was a reason.
1: Yes. I mean, it's good for cuts and sores and, and your. it's got antibacterial stuff in there. Maybe, maybe not. I need to look into that. But I really want to, yeah, clean up. Within reason, clean up my eating, and I have been doing that. So there's something that's missing. I may have to do something a little dramatic for a while to get my metabolic situation settled, or something. I don't know. Because well, let, let's circle back to when you talked about low
0: fat eating. You know, you you've done that before, where you and I'm not talking about the low fat diet, the way we did it back in the 90s, that was so wrong. And again, I've said this before. I I read the T-factor diet now, again, as through a different lens. And he didn't recommend that you eat snack walls and SpaghettiOs.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Oh, hell. The only thing I took away was fat. And then I just went, well, SpaghettiOs have zero fat. I can go to McDonald's. They had fat-free muffins and a Coke. That was what I drank. I had, (laughs) because Coke is (laughs) fat-free. I'm like, I was not that bright. (laughs) We didn't know, but um, I'm sure somebody knew. but The book knew. I thought I read the book better and really followed what he said. He really said eat real food. But have you have you circled back to that at all? A real food, more low fat kind of approach.
1: Yes, and I, I really try. And where I fail, and, and even in Cleanish and different books, and my nutritionist. I mean, it's the variety the variety of vegetables and fruits and things like that really, I don't, I settle. I mean, I've got my my favorites, spinach, sweet potatoes, you know, whatever. And the other day I bought bok choy and then here we leave for Florida. I'm like, well, it's, I'm going to come back to, a, you know, shriveled up bok choy. But the nutritionist, was constantly telling me, you know, the cruciferous, cruciferous, as raw as possible. Cook as cook them if you want to. You know, there's there's not a whole but just at least the, the five to seven for me servings a day. And she really wanted me to eat mostly fish and then and you know the the low fat meats and things. Or the the leaner meats, I should say not low fat meats, but the leaner meats and I did realize not too long ago I was really tired. I mean I was falling asleep and I couldn't figure it out. And I realized I'd just been eating fish and mostly chicken. And I realized I need a burger. You know, I needed some, I needed some meat. I just forgot about it because I've been so focused on the other. So I do use butcher box and that's where I get most of my meats from. So just
0: big difference in the quality of meat with these places that versus like a standard
1: right grocery store yeah. meat. Yeah. I'm looking for local farmers in Texas, but they're just about as much. And so I'm like, well, it comes to my door and you don't know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I really, for me, it would be that I would love to be able to have all those vegetables in a week. What is it? How many is it? 30? 30.
0: Yeah. Tim Spector recommends 30. You know, there's some really good and I bought all of them. And of course, you know, I'm just doing my Green Chef over here and for real. And, and also Sun Basket and Daily Harvest is really fantastic. They are very low fat, by the way. Daily harvest. Yes. There are harvest bowls. I often open with those. It's just like nothing but like veggies. Oh, that's good. And it probably would something like that get me on track. It really is helpful. It's got to be easy. That's the thing. See, one thing about Green Chef, and though I love Green Chef, is it's not very low fat. <laughs> you know, I'm getting lots of veggies, but there's plenty of fat in there. So there are a lot of cookbooks. I have them all up in my cabinet because I know if I needed to lose weight, For me, a lower fat approach would would work better for me. High focus on the vegetables. I mean, that honestly, if I look back to all the diets I ever tried, that was the one that really worked for me. I didn't have to count calories, I just counted fat grams. Even with Coke and the fat free apple muffins, as stupid as that sounds, I lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I didn't look good because I was eating zero nutrients. (laughs) You're like shriveled (laughs) up. Yeah, I did. I did look a little shriveled up. I don't know, it wasn't, wasn't a good look for me, but you know focus on real foods and that that would really that would be the thing but see i wouldn't be able to order from the companies for me just because they they tend to be a little higher in fat than my body would want luckily i'm just weight stable and i'm happy to be weight stable but if 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 i needed to lose weight i know what i would need to tweak for me right so how much more weight would you like to lose
1: Right now, I'm between 135 and 139. It's like I keep teetering back and forth. I was between 133 and 135. I would like to be at 130. That's where I would love. I, I would just love to be there and have that little range there between 130, 135. I think I'd feel a lot better. And I could tell. I mean, even some pants I could wear last year, they're a little tight on me. And I'm like, all right, you know. You don't need a 57-year-old woman running around in tight pants. It's like, so. (laughs) And
0: here's the thing about us 50-ish women. We don't want to. We don't want to run around in tight pants because we're like, I would like my pants to be comfy.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like when I traveled on the airplane, I was—I I flew to Little Rock last week. I had a wonderful event in Little Rock. And I flew. And, you know, I've got size zero jeans. And I've got some really tighter ones. And then the even in that range. And then I've got a pair of size two jeans. They're like my sweatpants jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones I wore on the airplane because they're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so We're doing funny. a lot of stuff sitting, right? Or my sweatpants, Jane, they're a little, little stretchier. But, you know, I get it. And that's the thing. We feel so good. And we're so comfortable with our intermittent fasting lifestyles. And we're so tired from all the diet. Yes. You're like, well, I yes. could just, you know, be comfy here between 135 and 139. Or I could try really hard and lose more weight. And then you just sometimes it's a toss up and, and comfort wins. Yes, that's perfectly
1: said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I keep going back and forth. I'm like, okay, tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, and not not in a diet mindset. I've really, I pray that I've just shed that because that is such a horrible mindset to be in. But there are days it's like, I know I had plenty to eat. I can. The other day, I, I did fast for like 45 hours. That's my longest fast I've ever done. I couldn't believe it, and it wasn't that hard at all. But that's very rare. I think maybe once a month. What spurred you to do that? Just feeling yuck. Yeah, I just, I knew I had too much of bad things. And one thing that was kind of interesting was, I know you have the restless leg thing with too much sugar. My knees were hurting. And I knew, I was like, I know I'm working out correctly. I know it's not that. I'm like, maybe it's these food, which is what my nutritionist gave me to do. And I thought, maybe it's that. And when I looked up, when I looked it up, it's like, no, that's exactly what I need to be taking. It's a really good supplement. I'm like what could be making my knees hurt? And I just remembered all the sugar I've been letting in. And I was like, it's the sugar. And so I dropped the sugar. Next day, my knees were like, fine.
0: Yep. I had restless legs the other night. It, Chad bought this ice cream. It was this organic ice cream. And it, he never buys organic stuff. So I was like, wow. I mean, I have to like beg him to buy organic stuff or buy it myself, right? Yeah. So he came home with organic mint chocolate chip ice cream. And it was delicious. And I had some. And then I was in the bed and I was asleep. And apparently I don't know what I was doing, but it's something with the restless legs, because he kept kicking me. And I'm like, I woke up and I'm like, stop kicking me. He's like, You are moving around so much. I'm like, Oh, well, it's your fault. You bought the ice yeah. cream. Sorry. <laughs> but it's true. It just I absolutely feel it when and, and it just it's it's yeah. We just when we have those feelings, yours, it's it's the pain in your knees.
1: Right. And that's huge because I never had that before. So I, I love that. I mean, I, I long, I, if my favorite word years ago, I had to pick out a favorite word for something. It was the word pastry. You know, I just love pastries. I love
0: sweet. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious.
1: I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, passion or. <laughs> yeah, no, pastry. <laughs> it was pastry. Oh, gosh. I love pastry. What's a word that too? makes you happy? Pastry. Pastries. And I think about it all the time and I look at them. And I know I can have it, that's the great thing, is I know I can have these things, but I'm waiting for the right time. It's like, when it's the right time, then I'll have it. But right now it's not the right time, so
2: it's okay. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: Pastries. I'm still laughing at that. That's so funny. So, so you like to do, you're still, you're still very active. You like to do the Chaelene Johnson, anything else that you like to do for activity?
1: Mainly, yeah, just walking. And I think that's about it. My new job within our ministry, I am working as a film media specialist. And so I'm on the computer constantly and doing metadata instead of graphic design. Um, Ooh, so that's, a I don't even know what that is. I didn't know what it was either. They kept talking about that word. I'm like, what's that?
0: So I've learned. So what does it mean exactly? You're going to have to tell us all of us that are like, what is that? What does it mean to focus on metadata?
1: I feel like I was the only one in the dark on that. Well, I don't have a clue. Yeah. So when we have a short film or any media that needs to go on our app or the web, for us to hand it off to those people, they have to have all of the, like the film. And we do tons and tons of languages. So it's all the languages, all the subtitles, all the everything. It's all the data that goes with this one film getting uploaded on an app and on the web. So those people can take it and just get run with it and do it. So
0: it's not, we're not, you're not just send in the image it's all a package of data right together yes buried in there is a lot of stuff a lot of data
1: yeah so then the people on the other side who are have no way more than me and that kind of thing they take it and upload it and
0: everything in the suitcase that needs to go with that video yes yeah
1: yeah (laughs) well that sounds hard and tedious is it tedious it's very tedious. Yeah. So it's such a new thing for me because yeah, again, being a graphic designer, you're a lot more free and you can kind of put this here and put that there and get people's opinion and listen to music and talk and do all these things. And this is a lot different. This is
0: you have to focus, I
1: have to focus. So I will sit there. And let me tell you one thing I found for coffee. This is the best thing I've ever found. It's called an Ember mug. Have you heard of Ember? Oh,
0: Yes. My great friend, Roxy Marino, sent me an Ember mug when
1: I wasn't feeling well. Yes.
0: She's a great friend. Hot. She is a great
1: friend. Wow. Those are expensive. It was like Christmas and anniversary gift. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's the one she sent me. It keeps it warm. Yes. I love it because you, it has an app, which... But well, I will sit there and just work and work and work and work and work. And I look up and I get my coffee and it's hot. It's it's not just a warm at the bottom. It warms the whole mug. And, and it's not hot on the outside. It's a wonderful little thing. It's an investment. But it's been a great little thing for me sitting down working, you know. And I am on a quest right now. I'm really trying to find a good coffee. I got ruined. I went to a friend's and they had this coffee. It was so delicious. And I could, it wasn't flavored. It was from somewhere. But they didn't know it was a gift. And they already threw away the bag. Oh, that's frustrating. I'm on a, I'm on a quest, but I, I found one in Austin. It's called Rudamaya. It's a really good one, but I don't know. I'm still...
0: I drink Majorga is the brand name. It's organic and I get it at Costco. And I get... Do you get the whole beans and then grind them? Yes. Because that really is key. Anybody who's not doing that, you need to do that. <laughs> it makes a difference. So every morning I grind the beans and I have this Cuisinart... Grinder that you can mm-hmm. set how many cups you're going to do because yes. I never know how to measure coffee. So I'm like, okay, today it's going to be 10 because Will's at home. So I just brew 10. I mean, it's not really 10, like it's like 10 six ounce servings is what it is, but I make 60 ounces of coffee and grind it. And there it is. But the mayor it's a Cuban roast,
1: oh, a bold okay. roast. Okay. Well, it's try really that.
0: good. And like I said, try it at Costco. See what you think. I've been buying this for years. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good. I'll. Yeah, it it's it's a good coffee and when I'm at, when I'm at the beach there's a local coffee roaster that I like to go to just because it's I like to support local businesses and try different things. I can almost drink any coffee that really at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, one day I'm going to get there to Myrtle Beach. My sister lives in Charlotte and that's where they go all the time and I just have never been there cuz Texas, you know. We've got all the coast well, there's a whole but. lot to it.
0: Myrtle Beach, you know, I loosely say Myrtle Beach, but I don't actually go to Myrtle Beach. It's the whole Grand Strand, and Myrtle Beach is right in the middle. If you think about it as like a little crescent, and they call it the Grand Strand, it reaches all the way from like an hour and a half north of Charleston. When you get to Paulie's Island, that's really where the Grand Strand begins, and it goes from there all the way up to the coast of North Carolina. So if you drove from one end to the other, it'd probably take you over an Hour to go, or maybe an hour and a half to go from Pauly's Island to the very top of it. And there's a lot of great beaches in between. So we go to Surfside Beach. That's where our cottage is. I love Surfside Beach. It's like a little hidden gem. It's wow. it's not as built no, up. No, it's not. Like they're not letting anybody you know. They're not letting anybody build high rises anymore. You know, there. you go to North, I used to go to North Myrtle growing up, but now it's just like high rises left and right. And so it doesn't feel as good. But anyway, anybody who's been to Myrtle Beach, if you didn't like it, go south. Go to Merle's Inlet, Surfside Beach, Garden City. It's just a whole different, you know, more traditional beachy feel. That's what I really like. That's nice. So come to, come to see us and and let me know when you're there. I will. <laughs> You'll let me. I will. Seriously. You know, because I there's somebody who's coming, somebody that's in my my community and she's already she's going camping there this summer in June. I'm mean, of course by the time this comes out, it'll probably be already out, but I've already seen her, but I'm like, I'll make sure I'm at the beach while you're there and we'll get together and we'll have, you know, have a meal, have a coffee, whatever time of day it is. But it's definitely great. let me know if yeah. you get there. Okay. Because I love to love to connect with people from the community. Yeah. Same year. So let me yeah. ask you this, you know, I know you're here sharing your story with the world, but in your daily life, do you tell people about intermittent fasting?
1: My husband. <laughs> Does he do it? Actually, <laughs> he started, he has some medications and things he has to take. And so there's some little issues there, but he's been doing really good. Of course, he's doing keto right now, which he he definitely could. Yeah, he likes keto. So that's we're we're trying to marry the two here, you know? And yes, I have a group of friends, actually one, she was the one who was telling me about fasting that I would get mad at her about it. And then when I embraced it, then she's like, okay, let's, you know, we have the good information now. So it's her, we all do Marco Polo together, which is an app. So one is in Tulsa and my other friend, she lives just two hours away from me. And um, my sister was doing it for a little while. And I'm trying to think of others, but it's, it's one of those things that when it comes up, it always seems like when I tell people, they'll say, well, I've got, you know, this and I've, I had this surgery and I had, and I'm not a doctor and I just like, I can't. I'll just tell them to look into it. But there is a girl recently at my church who she and I were talking and she was trying to, we were looking at, I I served the coffee. And so she was telling me about some creamer. I said, well, that does look good, but I'm just going to drink it black. And she said, oh, you know, with that whole conversation about black coffee. And I told her why. And she said, her eyes just lit up because that's, I mean, she said, you're the second person who's told me about this. What do I do? So I told her about your book. I love it. Yes. And so she got your book and I saw her, I just do this once a month there. and so. I saw a month later she'd gotten really sick in between, or her mom was sick or something. So she said, "Okay, I'm starting it. You know now. You know right when we this week is when I'm finishing up the book and that kind of thing. So that'll be fun to see. She's a precious girl, and I think it will do a lot for her. She's young and that makes single. me happy. And yeah. you're just. You might be the first person to tell somebody
0: and they're not receptive, but maybe by the time the third person tells them, they will be. So that, right. that It's like voodoo to people. It is. Well, and then, you know, you, you're you planting the seed and then it'll, it'll keep coming. They're going to hear about it again. And then they'll be like, yeah, I heard of that before. Just like you and your friend was telling you and you're like, uh-uh. and then one day you were ready for it. That's how it goes. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started?
1: Thankfully, I knew everything when I first started because I knew you right away, but Oh, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) So I would tell someone, you know, you were talking about Costco earlier. Recently I was in Costco and, you know, it was like, uh, we try to get there right when it opens because it's not so crowded and it was like 10 and they're, they're giving out all the samples of all the wonderful things before I would think, Oh, I can have that. If I just, you know, I'm thinking about calories and now because of insulin, I'm thinking I don't want to raise my insulin, so it's not it's not a diet mentality as much as no, I'm not ready to raise my insulin. I don't need that little bite of That's pizza. That's a great way
0: of looking yeah, at it.
1: Yeah, and to me, in the beginning, to keep it about your insulin, really for me, that was real key. Just I want to keep that down on Trim Healthy Mama. It was all about your blood sugar, and I got blood sugar and insulin mixed up. I thought blood sugar a lot was, of people do was insulin. So when my friends, you know, the same one with the fasting who was not that I wasn't happy with, when she would tell me about the sweeteners, I'm like, no, it doesn't raise my blood sugar. It doesn't raise my blood sugar, you know, and, and then when I learned, oh, insulin. So to me, that's a huge, it's a huge thing to make peace with. And then the glycogen levels, that really, those are the things that drove me. It's like, okay, this is where I want to, you know, it's about the health side of it.
0: And you're on the right track. Your insulin's low. Your A1C is good. It's just a matter of if, if you want to push a little harder and get to a lower weight or if you're just like, I feel great here and I can maintain this. That's what you have to, that's what we all have to decide because sometimes our bodies are happy at a weight that our mind might like it to be a little lower, but we really like the lifestyle that lets us, and, and to me, your goal weight is 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 a goal lifestyle. How do you want to live? Right.
1: Yeah. And I I'm, I'm real I'm really excited about really working on my gut. I know that will work because that's what standard process did and my body responded well to that. So just all the vegetables and the fat.
0: <laughs> just doing it. <laughs> Darn it, fat is so good. Butter, butter and cream,
1: cheese, I love them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just make everything
0: taste so good.
1: They sure do. <laughs> there's nutritional yeast. You can always use that. So there's a little yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true.
0: Them. I always forget about that because that adds that. Add, does it add like an umami kind of a flavor to it? Yeah, like a cheesy it? It kind of, the, Yeah, yeah
1: kind of flavor so you know that's
0: my favorite flavor yeah (laughs) yeah that 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 umami kind of a thing Mm -hmm. you get it from like steak and mushrooms and cheese parmesan yes yeah
1: yeah that's true so
0: well julie it has been so great to talk to you today and thank you so much for sharing your story all right thank you so much do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels- There
1: are murders
0: in all of the books. That she was playing them out in real life?